Yo, what is good, folks? This is your boy, Mr. Slade, here with another episode of the WIMS podcast. Or, as I, we like to say, who is Mr. Slade? I am your gracious host, Mr. Slade. Alright, today has been like the most long-awaited podcast episode that I'm wanting to tackle. And like I said, I've been taking a while to do this episode because mentally, I had to get myself prepared for it mentally. Because there's going to probably be some expletive language going on in this one. So if you're easily offended, this will not be the episode for you. And with that said, I'm going to talk about my Green Bay Packers this season. As we all know, if you know me on Facebook, to anybody who doesn't know, yes, I am a big Green Bay Packers fan. I've been a Green Bay Packers fan since 95. Before the first Super Bowl in 96 with Brett Favre. And then in 97, when they went back and lost to the Broncos. I've been a fan through all of that thick and thin. And the past few seasons, as we all know, Green Bay's defense has been a freaking joke. Like I say, any anybody with a brain knows this, that Green Bay's defense has been dumpster fire in the past. Ever since they won the Super Bowl in 2010, their defense has been high garbage. Which has been a mix of a few things, in my personal opinion. One of those things... We got rid of this season, and which was Don Capers. If you don't know, actually, this is for those who are new to this. I fucking hate Don Capers. He was the sorriest sack of shit I, uh, in Green Bay. And Packers fans worshiped this dude like he was like the second form. Like this man was Mike Ditka or some shit. Like Packers fans, oh, Don Capers is a great defensive coordinator. I'm like, no, the son of a bitch had one fucking season. Which the Green Bay defense was like top 10. Outside of that, statistically, defense was trash. Hot garbage. Raw rhino shit leakage. That's how bad this shit was. Once they got rid of him this season, it was like fucking Christmas. Boy, I about Harlem shaped in the street. That's how damn happy I was when they got rid of that sorry motherfucker. And, I'm, all right, and, but I digress. But we'll get on to that motherfucker later. Anyway, all right, another factor that was another reason why Green Bay defense was terrible and declining almost every year was the fact that they never Green Bay always did good enough in the season to where they never got top picks and like they always got like mid late first round picks and like I said oh, by the time by the time like they get their picks most of the like top good picks are already picked so you just gotta you're at the bottom of the barrel or middle of the barrel trying to hope that you get a gem. And like I said, a lot of times that didn't really help. Like I said, they've, they've drafted a few gems in the past few years. Like I said, they've drafted a few. Like I said, they drafted like Clay Matthews, HaHa Clinton Dix, Mike Daniels, Kevin King, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'm going to put an asterisk by Kevin King. Like I said, his first rookie season, he kind of spent mostly on the A. Injured, shoulder injuries and shoulder problems, I believe. Hopefully, like I say, next season he has everything situated to where he can actually play a full season. To be honest, like, personal opinion on Kevin King, I think he's gonna think he'll be a great talent. It just just needs needs to like from what I've seen of him on the field when he was playing this year, like, he was pretty impressive. Like, so I'm hoping after the end of this or hopefully at the beginning of the next season or this off season, like so he works on like his conditioning hopefully gets better um another thing that made Green Bay's defense uh, was horrible was other than the fact that 
again, Don Capers is trash-ass, five heartbeats, defensive schemes that he blitzed the quarterback almost every fucking play. And, like, anyway, third and 28, blitzed the quarterback, screen pass, first down, son of a bitch. Why the fuck did you do that? And, well, like I said, damn it, I keep on going in on Don Capers. Sorry, sack of shit. Sorry, um, motherfucker. Okay, sorry again. I'm just ranting again. Um... Another reason is that they just never really had no corners. Like our corner, like the corners have been horrible. But the problem is too was Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson would like he. I felt like he had an infatuation with with draft picks. He picked Otis, Otis the dumpster truck man, who was the practice MVP for ten years. And lo and behold, there was a reason why Otis was the MVP of practice squad for ten years. He was garbage. And then they put him out on the field, and yeah, he wasn't. He gets scorched, and like our secondary was horrible. Like the secondary has been horrible ever since, like I said, the Super Bowl. And as we all know, this season the Packers finished seven and nine, missed the playoffs for the first time since like 2008, I believe. Aaron Rodgers went out week four or five because of bitch ass Anthony Barr and the punk ass Vikings. If you're a Vikings fan and you listen to this, go fuck yourself. Go stick a damn a rhinoceros horn up your ass. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But yes, fuck the Vikings. So we all know I'm a big Vikings hater. But yeah, the Vikings, when Green Bay played with Minnesota and Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and was out most of the season, which gave us slug porn Hunley at quarterback. Yes. The reason why I call Brett Hunley slug porn is because when he was in the pocket, the dude, like, he, had a, he was a deer in headlights. He was either a deer in headlights or he had tunnel vision. He threw it to one person consistently. And then once the defense caught on who he was throwing it to, they covered the guy really well. And he just um, he just looked like a damn deer in headlights lost. And the thing was, my the frustrating part of last season was McCarthy, who just, he would consistently play Hunley. Like, no, this is, Hunley... Uh, I'm not gonna be not no actually I don't mean no disrespect when I say this. Hundley is I'm gonna be honest, he's not like a up to par NFL. He's a game like, he's a game manager quarterback, and then also too, I don't believe that he fits Green Bay's system, like quarterback system. Well, obviously, because damn, the dude threw I think he threw the same amount of touchdowns and interceptions. Like I said, finished seven and nine. And personally, in my opinion, that was a that was a sign that that was probably what Green Bay needed because this offseason, as we all know, they made a lot of coaching changes to the defensive. I don't know the defensive coordinator they added Mike Patine. Is this the name Patton or Patine? They added him as the new defensive coordinator, and he's had success. He's had top ten defenses in the past with the Jets, Browns. I think when he was with the Ravens, they were a top five top ten defense so like I said hopefully with this guy and then they added us some more like per defensive guy or cats on the personnel system so like I said hopefully they do something and at the moment of this recording I just just seen it on my uh, notifications on Bleacher Report Demarius Randall was traded to the Browns so personally um, I'm interested I'm intrigued on what this what this move may actually do because like I said Demarius Randall like if you 
follow him on social media. He was talking to he was talking a very big game this off season or this on social media time. But the they be first in um, defense, which I say may be for the Cleveland Browns since if you've been following the Cleveland Browns this off season, they have been on a like they've been making a lot of moves this off season. And the, whoever they get at quarterback, I think. Well, like I said, at the moment it's recording, I think they traded for Tyrod Taylor from Buffalo. And they also got Jarvis Landry from Miami, which, oh my God, him and Josh Gordon will be a matchup nightmare. Along with uh, Gary Barnage. Like I said, they got a nice solid little offense, it looks like. But I digress. And I'm going back to the Green Bay Packers. And like I said, what was that? 7-9. I finished 7-9. And it, this season really showed how much, how valuable Aaron Rodgers is to the Green Bay franchise. To those who are living under a rock, and this is, I guess, this is one of my personal opinions on this season. Us, the Green Bay finishing seven and nine was probably the best thing to happen this year for Green Bay because it exploded, it exploited a lot of stuff that I had been talking about for years, like how Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy and Dom Capers, all they literally did was relied on Aaron Rodgers to pull magic out of his ass to get him into the playoffs, like. If y'all notice, great defense wins championships. You got to have a consistent offense and a, like at least a manageable defense. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Great all-around offense, great all-around defense. And a lot of people always say, "Well, like Aaron." A lot of people say Aaron Rodgers is the goat. And I'm on. Like I said, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I, I don't think. Statistic, individual stats-wise, yes. But at the end of the day, when you look at stats, people are only going to look at how many championships you've won. And to me, the GOAT right now is Tom Brady. Regardless of how you feel about Tom Brady, regardless of, oh, you cheated, blah, 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 whatever. Regardless of how you feel, the man has five championships. And like, this is the thing about those five championships. The Patriots organization depends on what I say. I care less how you feel. It's subjective on how you feel. But... Their organization has put pieces together. They've made moves to keep them in contention every year. They've made moves. Like they've gone out and went and got guys or grabbed talent, traded. They've done, you know, traded up, et cetera, et cetera. Green Bay over the past seven years after the Super Bowl, to me, in my honest opinion, never did any of that. Like they never went for, like the biggest name like, they've signed big names on offense. They've never really signed, like, big names on defense. Like, the last two big names, they, the last three big names they signed on defense was Charles Wilson. That was, like, 2009, 2010. That's the year they won the Super Bowl. They signed Julius Peppers not too long ago for a few years, for, like, two years. Then he ended up going back to Carolina. Then they signed Amaya Brooks, like, middle mid-season, which I think they should keep him because... Like I said, you need you need as much help on your defense as you can get. Like especially like, you need you need top notch players on that defense to make them better. And like I'm hoping that they sign. Like I said, at the time of this recording, they had just had a visit with Muhammad Wilkerson of the uh, New New York Jets. And like I said, I'm hoping that may possibly be a signing, or they sign. Like I said, I'm hoping they sign Richard Sherman, who's expected to be cut from the Seahawks here soon and or they signed Malcolm Butler one of those two like I said they need they need as much help on that defense as they can get 
And offensively, actually, offensively, as long as you got Aaron Rodgers, man, you'll, you'll, they'll get points. But, like I said, I digress. Uh, one, like I said, one of the things that I like, I would say they had a, that I was impressed with this year was the running game. For the past few years, you know, last season, people, oh, Green Bay doesn't have a run game, which they didn't because Lacey was hurt. And for some odd, for some earthly reason, for some earthly reason, Mike McCarthy didn't want to play Kristen Michael a lot. Which for some reason, like this offseason, I was expecting Kristen Michael, Eddie Lacey, and Tom Montgomery to be like this triple threat in my mind. Like in my mind, I pictured it, it could have been like a triple threat with Lacey with power, Michael with the speed, and Montgomery could do the, you know, be dual threat. But like I said, they didn't resign Eddie Lacey and he ended up going to the Seahawks. Released Kristen Michael and they made Tom Montgomery the number one running back, which worked. Like I said it worked. Like I said, eventually I don't see Tom Montgomery being a running back for long because I don't. Like I said he's a wide receiver, and I don't like personally I don't see him staying in that position for a long time. I can see him being more like what they. I can see Tom Montgomery being like the next like Randall Cobb if they decide to go that route because. The running back thing is now field because they drafted um in the draft last year they drafted Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams who both had pretty solid rookie se- rookie seasons last year, so like so I'm expecting big things from them this season coming up. <clears throat> One of the things I didn't like that Green Bay did this off season was they didn't re-sign Jared Cook even after Aaron Rodgers was like we need to sign him to a deal. They let him walk. They let Micah Hyde walk. Was another one I didn't like. There's two guys they let walk on that defense. The past two years they let walk, like Casey Hayward. A few years ago they let him walk. Then he ended up going to uh, the Chargers and leading the league in interceptions. And I think he's been a Pro Bowler the past two years. Micah Hyde leaves Green Bay, goes to Buffalo, leads the league in interception, Pro Bowler. So makes you wonder if these guys have went into another system and they thrive. Was it? It had to have been the defensive scheme that they ran, or what Green Bay ran. But, like I said, this offseason, I'm hoping, like I said at the time of this recording, um, Demarius Randall was traded to the Cleveland Browns. I, I think it's like maybe a draft pick or so. So, I think it may be possibly they're trying to, they're trading him to free up cap space to bring in a big name at corner. Or, who knows? Because like I said, this year, Green Bay owns the 14th pick in the draft this year. And it's been projected, like I said, to be honest with y'all, I don't know who they, I, I don't really follow college football like that, so I couldn't tell you who they may draft. I'm just hoping personally they draft like a pass rusher or an edge rusher, because that's what they, that's one of the focal points they needed. They need like an edge rusher to put pressure onto the quarterback for their defenses to work. Also, I'm hoping to see the development of Josh Jackson or Josh Jackson, the guy at uh, NC State, he played. Yeah, he, he played pretty solid last year. I said if they pick up Muhammad Wilkerson, I think the uh, defensive front will be pretty solid because right there you have Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and like I said Muhammad Wilkerson if he signs with Green Bay, and they add like another guy and Dean Lowry, that'll be a pretty solid set defensive front. <sighs> and then. They, they need to actually get another. I like Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is going to be. Blake Martinez is probably. Uh, 
he's going to be the future for Green Bay on the on that defense. That guy, that guy led the league in like tackles last year. Surprisingly, he didn't get put on the pole, uh, Pro Bowl. And uh, the sit that I like this room rumored that Green Bay is going to make a have to make a decision on which receiver they want to keep, either Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson. Which I think they're going to probably say, Corey, they're probably going to keep both. Which I think they should probably just restructure both of their deals to where they can bring in like a big name on the offense if they decide to go that route. Like I'm wondering, because a lot of people saying they should sign Jimmy Graham, which I really personally don't. Kef, like Jimmy Graham's a good red zone target, that's about it. But he can't. To me, he's like a, he's a terrible blocker. Like if it were me, I would have outsigned. Um, what's the dude's name? Can't think of his name. Like I would try to go for like a go for like ah, excuse me, get my words jumbled up. Like they just resigned. They resigned Richard Rodgers, which I'm ecstatic for. Richard Rodgers reminds me of, uh, if any of you um, Pac fans remember, Bubba Franks. That's who Richard Rodgers reminds me so much of because, like, he can catch, but, man, he can't run. He is slow as shit. But I said, he can catch. He just can't run. But, like I said, this offseason, I'm um, hoping to see because, like I said, they changed a lot with Green Bay's, like, front office. Like, Ted Thompson's no longer the – the GM, which, oh my God, so many Packers fans rejoiced with me. Ted didn't, uh, probably what Ted Thompson was, he had the draft and develop mentality, but you have a win-now quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, that it, it won't work. Now, if we were like, um, let's see, what's the team? The team that's rebuilding. Now, if Ted Thompson was doing draft and develop, for, if Ted Thompson was the GM for like, hmm, if he was the GM for like the Jets or something, you know, a team that's obviously in rebuild mode, or the Jets, or or like the Bears or something, team that are in rebuild mode, he like yeah, he wouldn't get as much flat. But for over the few past few years, he's had Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and he only has one Super Bowl to show for it. And to me, like I said, that's unacceptable. There are a lot of I said I understand there are probably be a lot of Packers fans who are listening to this like, um, you're a fake Fairweather fan because you want you don't stick with the team. I said, No, that's false. You can actually root for your team. You can want your team to win. As as not being a fake fan. Fake fan is you turn on your team. I bought a turn on the team after the first Super Bowl. Yeah, that would have made me a fake fan. But like I said, I've been here. I've been here through the good, bad, the Brett Favre saga, et cetera, et cetera. But like I said, like I was saying, just because you want your team to do well doesn't make you a fake fan or a Fairweather fan. That's bullshit. Excuse my French. That is 100% grade A bullshit. You can you can expect more out of your team. You can expect more. Out of, you can expect them to be better if they. If you know your team is better. If you know they're better than what they're playing, like, yes, you have a right to say that. Like, people saying, oh, you're, t- you're spoiled because they're always in the playoffs. Nobody plays the, nobody plays for freaking participation trophies. Let's be real. And I felt like Ted Thompson was playing to win the NFC North every year. That's all he was playing for. He got one Super Bowl, and after that, he got complacent. He was like, all right, as long as we win the NFC North, 
as long as we can beat the Bears, Vikings, and Lions, we're good. No. You want to win, like, you want to get to the Super Bowl every year. That's that's success. Success is getting to the, getting to the Super Bowl. That's what every, all the teams in the NFL strive to do. You strive to get to, you build a team, you, you build a team to make it to the Super Bowl. Anything short of that is a failure. I'm sorry that might come off because it's harsh, but it's the truth. And the truth may hurt some people. But you you build teams. Like I say, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they've wasted his prime over, like they're wasting like the, his prime years of his career right now. Like, to be perfectly honest with you, the guy should have at least three Super Bowls. Three at least. But, like I say, every time he puts up numbers to keep them in the game, his defense fails or something. And a lot of people, oh, you're making excuses. Look at the numbers. Look at, like I said, look at Tom Brady in the Super Bowl this year. Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards, 500 yards, three touchdowns. What happened? Defense gave up on him. Or the defense was terrible. That's been what Green Bay has went through the past seven years. Having a having a, a A plus offense and an F minus squared defense. And like I said, if you follow me on Facebook, you know how I was lighting into it. I was lighting into that Packers defense every week. Yeah, when they did good, yeah, I, I threw them a bone. But most of the time, it was a hashtag fuck down capers, which Probably if you check Facebook and you see the word hashtag fuck Dom Capers, I'm probably the owner of most of those hashtags, by the way. <sighs> fuck Dom Capers. Just had to get that out. And to those Packers fans who hyped that man up, go fuck yourself. That man was hot garbage as a defensive coordinator. There's a reason why he never lasted that long as a head coach in the NFL. He had one good season with the Carolina Panthers. After that, they fired him two years later. Never did good with the Texans. They fired him. He got he had one good year with the Packers. And and then, like I said, I'm not and like I said, I'm not making this up. I've never I'm not making this up. If you look at the numbers for the Green Bay Packers defense after the year they won the Super Bowl, their numbers defensively dropped. They were always in the bottom half under Capers, they were always in the bottom half of the league in defense. I can't make, I say, look at the statistics. Statistically, they were always in the bottom half of the defense. And like I said, personally, I never, I didn't think Green Bay had a bad defense. They don't like, on paper, they don't have a bad defense. It's just when you, you can't do the same scheme. Every, like, I think Green Bay ran like the 4-3. People like saying, when teams know like what you're going to do, and it's even worse when, you're watching Monday Night Football and John Gruden actually knows what you're doing on commentary when you play against the Lions on Monday Night Football. And when Don Capers, when John Gruden can call out what you're doing, predict what you're doing, you know you're doing something completely and horribly wrong. Look it up. The game, I think the Lions beat the Packers like 30 to 17, I think. I'm not sure. It was at Lambeau. And one of the plays, Capers blitzed. Obvious, well, no shit. He always blitzes. He's like that dude who throws like all his cards out there hoping that he... He's a dude in poker who throws out all his cards hoping he has a freaking full house. 
and he always uh, he may have one one or like two times. He might get one or he might throw a blitz once or twice and it'll work. But other than that, it's like he blitzes, he's the middle of the field open, and lo and behold, what happens? They'll throw a screen pass, get 30 yards on the third down, get a first down, then score because they can't stop shit. <sighs> but I, but again, I digress. My expectations this offseason, I'm just hoping that they do something on defense. Just sign some players, do something, sign some guys, sign some, like, get some free agents. Because apparently, like I said, a new GM, Brian, I can't say, Guten, her horse, or Hurst, or something like that. Apparently, he's he's supposed to be, supposedly, going to be really aggressive this free agency, which Green Bay needs because... Lord behold, they haven't been they haven't been aggressive in free agency since I can't remember. But like I said, hopefully this year, I'm hoping for a better outcome this year. Like I said, we're supposed to get Aaron Rodgers back healthy. Hopefully, the, like I said, the team will be gelling. I'm hoping that they sign a veteran quarterback for Brett Hundley to com- compete with to make him better. Hopefully, we can fuck up the Vikings this year. Hopefully, we can establish dominance in the NFC North, like Green Bay can and like I know. And on that note, I'm out. Peace.